And we're back. Hello, it's us. It's been a while, I well, know. We've been traveling and busy. Or you've been traveling. I've been here, but... Uh, we've been so busy. Movies and more. Well, okay. Yeah, it is. Sure. It's been movies and more. And more. So uh, you went to New York, which oh is a gosh. big adventure. Yeah, we went because uh, Joan Rivers was invited to come to the uh, Badgley Mishka fashion show. And we had like all access backstage, and we got to talk to Badgley and Mishka. Are they men or women? They're men that are lovers, gay oh, lovers, lovers, and they're buttholes. And um, one of my questions that Joan asked was, I don't want to get too personal, but does one of you usually make the top of the dress, and the other usually make the bottom? Yeah. And she like did, did this thing it? like bought yeah. I don't know if we'll use it or anything. But, but she it, did it. That's good. You know, and they, they're they very, like, Connecticut crusty sort of white yeah. guys. And it was fun to tease them. But their stuff is gorgeous. And then there's all these, like, models backstage that are 15-year-old right. Ukrainian girls that don't know who Joan Rivers is. Right. Which is sort of unheard of. You know, you forget that some people could maybe not know who she is. Yeah. And they literally held the fashion show for us because Joan was the last one to take they, her you seat. Mean they held it up. They yeah, waited. they they waited because okay. Mishka Badgley and Mishka were being talked to by Joan Rivers. That's right, this they were piece. asking, they were answering top and bottom questions. Yeah, and uh, and then um, so when Joan walked out, that we were filming her still talking into her mic, like, and now I'm walking from backstage out into the theater, and yeah. da -da. and because the light, they had already dimmed the house lights for the yeah. show to about to start. Joan walking out with a camera in the, and she was in this white mink coat. The place erupted into this insane ovation of applause. And Joan just looked around on both sides and then threw the mink jacket off her shoulders and then caught it with her hand right before it hit the ground and then did that model walk that yeah. she does and just dragged the coat along the ground. And the place went ape shit. That's amazing. And so then they came out and took the plastic up off the runway right. and boom, started the show. So right Joan on. was like the warm up. Like it was I love it. Amazing. And then we went and did man on the street stuff, making fun of people's outfits, which was great. She flashed and her badge and got in the New York Post. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of places picked yeah. up that picture. So it was good and I saw four shows. Break it down. Cuz when you go to New York with Joan Rivers, her first question is what shows do you want to see? Yeah. And Steve, the producer that I went to yes. New York with, was like, oh, no thanks, Joan. And she was like, um, you need to go to the theater. Yeah. Like, Joan is... She was really giving him the... the, the she's not, and he's like, well, I have family there. And she's like, okay, then I'll get you two tickets. Yeah. But, like, you're by hook or crook, you're going to that fucking theater. She loves it. Yeah. So I saw Carrie the Musical. Which is off-Broadway? Off. Okay. And I loved it, loved it, loved it. I thought the girl that was Carrie was amazing. The mom uh, is played by Marin Maisie. And she was fantastic. I feel like they've made the mother more sympathetic than in the movie, which I don't agree with, but some people really did. I get it. Yeah. Um, but then it totally peters out the last 10 minutes because they don't do the special effects that you need to do. You need to dump blood on the actress and she needs to burn the school down yeah. and she needs to kill her mom by making the knives crucify her in the doorway, just like in the movie. Right. And if you change any of those things, it's a cop out. Right. And it's like, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Now I'm mad at you. It was like every relationship I've ever had, right. basically, but condensed down into two hours, which is actually the length of some of the relationships that I've had. So there you go. But I see the blood. You feel like they could do the blood at least. That's of course not... you could. The and other... the fire, you can, they had, they did it with like video, but you could have some real flames on the edge of the stage and stuff and video. Like you could do it. It was just like one cheesy projector doing videos. Yeah. Like film flame video on that maybe if it goes it, to broadway they'll take it up a notch well yeah um and then i saw sister act 
um, which really, I, I hate, to, it really should just be called lazy black people. And I hate, I hate saying that. I know that's a horrible thing to say, but it was just like, it was unbelievable that the, and I know it was a matinee, but I don't give a shit because it's still a hundred dollars right. a ticket. They weren't bringing it. And all those chubby white middle-aged nuns are up there huffing and puffing and kicking and sweating. And then the other, you know, the African-American the cast who have the good songs and the good stuff to do are just phoning it in and just like arm, like gesturing kind of like. Like Britney's last tour kind it of It was movement. awful. It was it really made me mad. And the they there's no Motown song because they couldn't clear any of the music. Yeah. So they've set it in 1978 and they try to make it kind of disco-y, but. So I saw a version of Sister Act in Pasadena a few years ago. Yeah, was but it? I don't know if it's the same one. It could be okay. It could be good. Yeah. If the cast was all really running on all cylinders, I just remember but the it men all had a lot to do. Like in the movie, you don't think of the men, but in right. this, the men all had a song, and they were oh, yeah. kind of good. Yeah. Sound familiar? Yeah. All right. If they were white men, yeah. I don't remember. If they were black men. Then they it marked was really it. that cut and dry. By it, race. That's the thing. And the one black guy that was good. I know you don't see the world. Through the, yeah, yeah. You know, prism. I'm normally I'm blind you're, to color. You really, you really um, are. You do. But, but the one, the black guy that was so good was gay as a goose, and he was the one that was supposed to be in love with her. Okay. And he was like, "I'm so in love with you, girl." Yeah. And you're like, "You're not. You're not in yeah. love with her." But you know, hey, at least he was breaking us wet. Yeah. Um. And her big song that she keeps singing all through Act One is "I'm Fabulous." Yes, and I literally was like, "You're not fabulous. You're yeah. marking." Yeah, even at your best, I don't think you would be fabulous. No. I know three other black dresses that are way more fabulous that should be in your role right now. Yeah, so that was kind of upsetting. So and then Act. I saw um, down. other desert cities. John Robin Bates. Yes, starring or Robbie uh, as the as the. Uh, people call him that work with him or, yeah you know that are that know him uh stalker channing uh stacy keach rachel griffiths uh justin kirk from weeds right and i guess that's it is it just the four? Oh, and judith light right and um stacy keach was amazing stalker channing is just it's worth her i mean she's so fantastic so great she yeah. was so perfect and wonderful justin kirk was very good in a, in a in a kind of not that significant role rachel griffith was terrible she every line she said had a tear in her voice and ended like this and then she would say something else again and end it like this and right. you're like wow you really noticed that 20 yeah. minutes in. Yeah. And I just wanted to go and slap her face. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like it was her really, bag of tricks. Yeah. But you know, she never sounded Australian. It was, she was, it was her bag of trick. It was her bag of trick, <laughs> which I also did in New York, but that's coming up in a minute. That's my grinder story. Um, back to my two hour love affairs. Yeah. Uh, that start out great, great and end in anger. Um, oh shit. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's oh, coming. Shit. And then I saw Spider-Man, the musical. Loved it. Which was it. my favorite thing of the four shows, and I can't believe I'm saying that. Good. It's spectacular. It was so fun. I haven't seen it yet. But I, I mean, it's to. mindless, but everyone on stage is busting their ass. Like, literally. Right. They're working so hard. Did you feel like someone might die? For sure someone's going to die. Right. And I couldn't believe that nobody died, or right. at least got hurt. And right. maybe somebody in the audience. Like, not a cast member. But you just think because they fly around and they just land places so quickly, yeah. And there's not like a big space cleared out. Yeah. So like if he lands like on the back of somebody's, and somebody's chair, got their arm like, on the armrest. Yes, you're just like <laughs> lawsuit, like unbelievable, it, cool. but amazing. So that was it. great. And what I, about the songs? 
I liked this. I'm not a big U2 fan. Right. But I was like rocking and rolling. All the guitar in it is really cool and masculine. And it was yeah. It was great. And the Spider-Man suit is oddly sexy. Of course it is. And they have a Spider-Man yes. in the lobby when you get there. That's right. That when you put, go your tickets through the turnstiles, he's just standing there. And like, it's really like. Kind of a turn on. I really want to touch your Spidey yeah. ass. That's right. Like, and then I was to talking that to the party with Brett and me next year when they have it over. It's not at the MC- same because they ruin it with the shoes, Dennis. <laughs> On Broadway, he has the club, full you suit. Can't see the shoes. He doesn't. It's not a Spider-Man yeah. leotard and then sneakers. How many drinks do you have to drink to ignore the shoes? I, there, I you There's know, I don't. I can't drink to that. You know, I don't. I don't drink to blackout, and that's what it would. T- I'm the only member of my family that doesn't. Sadly, and they would. Can so I they say? <laughs> you said blackout, and I'm just going to do a little sidebar. I went to see Sam Pancake and Drew Drogi do their um, self helpy show called Strong Choices, and they're, they both they're play, both so amazing. They play self helpy people, but at one point they would act out scenarios from people's lives, and at the end of it, Drew would always go black off, and he would always say <laughs> black off, and of course it's not right, but he would say it with such authority, yeah, and black off. And so I'm obsessed with black off. <laughs> meaning like end scene, blackout, yeah, that's the blackout. end. Yeah. Meaning scene, it's the end, black but off. he would say black off. Because he... I almost yelled that during Sister Act the musical. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted clearly. all the black off stage because they were just not trying they hard enough. They weren't trying hard enough, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it there's makes that. It you so uncomfortable. It does, it totally does. But I don't mean it, it's not a general all black people. I'm not saying that, okay? I'm just gonna make it worse if I talk about more, aren't I? <laughs> and what was the? Four, do we do all four shows? That's all four shows. Um, and I, I uh, had a reuniting dinner with my P-town yes lover, yes. with the Prince Albert, right? And um, the last time I saw him was when I went in there in September and right. spent a lot of money um, to, you know, go in and, and stay in a hotel and and it was a disappointment. Take him to shows like Book of Mormon. And he wasn't, and, and he was not available in terms of the time. Like he was not, he did not bring it. And he, I took him to Broadway shows and expensive dinners, and he took me to a party that had cocaine at four in the morning, and I threw a temper tantrum. Right. So it was, to my yeah. mind, it wasn't even Steven. No. And it, the week just ended with us both feeling yucky and him, and then he made some major, major life changes after that. Right. Which strong, I, he made some strong choices. Some strong choices and black off. <laughs> um, and he, um, you know, so I applaud that. Yeah. But if your if you're positive changes in your life make you be less nice to me, I'm I'm just I'm a little less supportive. You know what I mean? I'm going to admit that. Is that true? And so how does that work? Well, he he really liked me last summer when he was making poor life choices. Apparently, you were you were with the I was his order. favorite guy. Yeah. And then now that he's eliminated bad life choices, um, apparently he can do better, or he's not in, or I'm one of his multiple bad choices. Maybe you're a trigger. <laughs> you make him want to snort coke. I don't know. I don't know, and I'm not saying he ever did coke because I I don't know, and I don't right. think he did. I'm just, but yeah. So I don't know, but so we had a very very uncomfortable dinner. Um, well, I texted him and said, Hey, I'm coming to New York, you know, in a week and a half. I really want him to notice. So you tell me what nights you're not working and I'll save those nights. But I really, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing you. And he goes, yeah, um, that's cool. We can get together for coffee. 
And I texted back, well, I was kind of expecting more than coffee, but okay. Yeah. And he um, texted back, LOL. And that's, that's, what you text that's not an no. LOL. That's no, it's not. not an LOL. It's what you text back when, you can, when, you don't, when you've been called on something and you don't yeah. want to know what to say. Texting is weird. I know. And so it's like, you know what? No, no LOL. No. No, I'm not L-ing at all. No. Not O-L or inside. No. I'm just, there's no L. No. And so that made me, you know. Anger. Wish he was drunk. And so, <laughs> um, and so whatever. And so I, that was like, God damn it. And yeah. then, um, so yeah. And so then I get there and um, he's like, well, how about, you know, um, we meet for dinner. But it was very much like, how about you meet me at this restaurant? Like, don't come to my place. I'm like, I get it. I'm not going to try to fuck you. Okay. Jesus. And, um, so we go to, but we went to dinner and it was just cold and sterile and I don't know, whatever. And so, um, and so then I went on Grinder, and here's what happened. I had amazing sex in New York. Good. I had great New York city sex. Fantastic. First of all, I found this hotel called the best Western presidential, yeah. which is on 48th and Broadway. And it's a little best Western hotel that some company bought and turned into like a little fancy boutique hotel. Very... It's in the heart of it all. Yeah. And it was $105 a night. Great. And you're not going to beat that. No, you can't. And not even my bigger... Chelsea Lodge where you have to share a bathroom. I ain't sharing a bathroom. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is and you don't so have to. I ain't even sharing a bathroom with somebody from Grindr. No, no. Pee before you come. Yeah. And so. And for, if you have to do a number two. That's not happening here. Go to Starbucks. Go back cause... down to the lobby. <laughs> and so. Um, so, yeah. So I had sex with. Um, a 23-year-old Manny. Nice. Who I saw again a couple of times that trip. Good. Um, and it was hot because he would, like, get the kids ready for school. Right. And then he would be done from, like, 9 until 1. He had that window. Yeah. The window, which was perfect for anal. Right. And then – and then – he would be with the kids again from one when the or the youngest one would get done with like preschool at one and then he'd be with them until like eight or nine put in bed but then he could come back over right so we were doing like two a days like it was two a days and then you would have theater you could yeah theater it was great then, yeah. it was just like midday fucking and then maybe some tennis shoe shopping and then going to a show and then ending it with some more anal, and then you go back to your place, and I'm going to lay here in my hotel room. That's it was so cool. It was kind of ideal. What did he look like? What was his deal? Um, He was uh, tall and yeah. white. He was Caucasian. Right on. Um, And we just had a great time. Now, he met him on the grinder. Yeah. How much chitty chat back and forth before you How much you do you meet? think? No, I don't know, because I feel like – you you don't want to have a lot, but you I think you want to know a little something before you meet them. Or is it just enough to see some pictures? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to exchange a lot of pictures. Okay. Okay? Because, believe me, I've been fooled by the one lucky shot before. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to – a lot of pictures and – Like how many is a lot? Um, six. Six. Six or seven maybe, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then – because I say right up front, look, I don't want surprises. So, right. so you say that in a text. Oh yeah, I don't want surprises. So here's here's a bunch of pictures. Yeah. Now I need you to send a bunch of pictures. And what are your and pictures then of? Here's Just... here's what we're gonna do. Yeah. Does that is this this yeah. does that sound good to you? Yeah. And if that's great, then here's where I am. Come on over, and I don't want to talk any more than that. <laughs> I don't want to fucking. Well, what about no? Look. Okay. Yeah. 
So that's what it is. Now, what are the different pictures of? Different? Are you undressed in them? Or is there some undress? Or is there's it... some that are undressed-ish, undressy? Okay. Do you show your wang? No. Underwear. I have. You have. Yeah. Okay. But that's okay. That's you know you gotta. I'm on I a television it. show, Dennis. No, I know. You know what I mean? You I don't want to be rikened. Yeah, you could be totally rikened. Yeah. No, I get it. So I get it. There you go. But I, I also think that there's this thing of like they want to know everything before you. Um, yeah, yeah. No, we're not. There, there's no. Uh, well, it's not mis- magically. People inf- aren't interested in, in, in mystery. Or no, because that's like for that. dating. That's for dating. They want boom, boom, boom. I got it. I'm yeah. on it. All this right. is I'm ordering a pizza. So yes. we're going to discuss toppings. Yes. Okay. And then you have 30 minutes or less. Yeah. Otherwise, and I'm calling the competition. And we're going to discuss topping as well. Yes. So that's what it's supposed to be for. And then um, this one was cool enough that you wanted to see more of him. Yeah, so we had, we had, I went back to that pizza place again multiple yeah, times. that's nice. Have and, you chatted with him since you've been back? Yes, I actually texted him today. That's nice. Mm, how about that? We'll call him Manny? Sure, Manny. All right. Which, for the first time in my life, was not short for Manuel. Yeah. All right. I, so, um, I want to explore that hotel. I had another sex, um, and this was with... <laughs> This was with this guy from my first year from P-Town that I really wanted to have sex with. Yeah. But the first year that I was in P-Town, I was sharing with a lesbian comedian. Right. The apartment. And I was like, we made a deal that we weren't going to bring anybody home. And so, and he had roommates at his place in P-Town. Right. And so we, I was there for like a week and a half and we never got to do it. You should have gone to the dick doc. I'm not going to the dick doc, Dennis. (laughs) This podcast to the contrary, I do have some standards. Yeah. And so, um... And so was he in New York? He has moved to New York like three weeks ago. Okay. And so when I was out with uh, Hector, a friend of ours that I was visiting and having some drinks with, he happened to be working the door of this club. And I was like, "When did you move to New York?" And he's like, three weeks ago." And I was like, "You need to come over tomorrow." And he was like, "Yes, I do." And we got that done two years later, and it was you good. Know what? It was and an unfinished there was a, business. Yes, there was. And there so, was you were about to say more, and I cut you off. No, I'm saying it was good. It was on every worth, detail. It was worth the wait. It was yeah. good, and there you go. How old is he? What's his deal? He's 27, right? I think. Um, also white. Nice. Has anyone ever called you, uh, Daddy? You in know that sack? happened one time. It happened when someone was I was having. I was in. I was in someone, <laughs> and and he said, "Yeah, Daddy," and I pulled out. <laughs> And I said, you need to leave. You didn't know this story? No, but really? I kicked him out of this very house. It happened right down this hallway. You'd kick somebody out for calling you, Daddy. It's over. It's over. Really? I think that's lame. I don't care what you think. (laughs) I think it's... As long as you don't think I'm a daddy. I was not prepared for that, Dennis. I was not... I was caught unawares. But you know it's part of the lexicon. It's not like... You know what? You're not going to talk me into this one. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't get that. I get that it's not what you want to hear, but I don't get that it's a kick outable offense. I but, didn't uh, know that until then either. And then it happened. And, and then, then you were suddenly like, I was saying yeah. things loudly and he was gone. <laughs> so. And when I. That's re- a really. You should put that in your act. When That's I a replayed funny story. it in my mind. Yeah. I realized that the reason he was gone was because I kicked him the <laughs> fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good story. You should tell that story. Well, all right. It's I mean, a... it's in your. It's a good act story because it's everyone. You know, Daddy's part of the gay lexicon. Yes, but, I don't want. Yes, I know. It's weird. I am not anyone's daddy. <laughs> I'm barely comfortable being an uncle. Yeah. So 
Um, I just also, I also think there's something repulsive about the incestuous nature of that mm -hmm. title. Like, yeah, that's I why don't I think prefer father. Coach. <laughs> <laughs> I would be okay with coach actually, yeah. <laughs> except for the problem is I'm so not a sports fan that yeah. when you say coach, the first yeah. first person I think of is the old yeah. guy from Cheers, yeah, who is always true. befuddled and confused. But I'm I'm very much yeah. like him. Yeah. a good portion of the time. Yeah. Check it, don't wreck it. Here is. Don't, I know you tried to slide that in. <laughs> no, I just was like, I got, I, I didn't, I thought I had nothing fun to talk about, but I have an exciting idea. And Coach reminded me of it. God damn it. For my, I want to have a blowout birthday this year for some reason. I feel like it. But aren't we going to be in New York for the wedding? Um, I don't know because I have two weddings. I have two weddings of two friends. On your birthday? Yes. Jalen and Brittany are here and Matt and um, – Oh, my goodness. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe I can go to one engagement thing or like – I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But I don't need to have my birthday on my birthday. I can have it a week before or a week after. Yeah. I want to have – When you're not at straight weddings. When I'm not at a straight wedding. Um, I want to have uh, – the theme is Boogie Nights. So it's 70s porno. Mm. Right? So you got disco music. Yeah. You've got the whole Boogie Nights aesthetic. I'm listening. <laughs> right? You're intrigued. So I get to wear, like, disco clothes and everyone else. And then there's going to be a place where you can take pictures that are very, like, 70s, porny, whatever. There's going to be a line dance that you can learn in advance oh, on Christ. YouTube. And by you, I mean Not you. everyone but me. <laughs> yeah. I don't want you in it, and I don't want the people from Sister Act that are going to phone it in. I only want, you know, you got to be on it. Yeah. And then there's going to be um, – a porno acting contest where you get scenes from real porns before the sex. Uh-huh. Ma'am, yeah. I'm here to whatever. And you just give two people sides mm -hmm. like you would in an audition. And they're short. They're like a page. Maybe something from, you know. Fuck truck. Fuck truck or uh, L.A. Tool and Die. I hope so. Yeah. Anyone, you know. Spokes. Spokes. Oh, <laughs> we're the best bike club in the whole city. Yeah. So, and then you, whoever wants to be in the acting contest gets their sides and it gets like 10 minutes to put it together. No, there's no 10 minutes. You it's think a cold it's, read. It's a cold read. <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, you know, I don't know. What's going to what's going to get the best perform what's going to be the most fun to watch? Totally cold read or them with a few minutes to decide, "Oh, I'm going to put my leg up here or whatever." I don't know. <laughs> okay. But it's like 10 minutes, you know, not 10 minutes. It's like a minute scene or whatever yeah. it is. From, you know, and we have to, and, and you know, I'll have to, I guess I'll have to watch some porn and take some notes. That'll be hard. But um, <laughs> don't you think that's a funny idea? I think it's a great idea. Boogie nights. Anyways. What, and what I want to do is I think that, um, here's a great idea we won't do. Um, <laughs> make a video of all of the porn scenes. Yes, that's before, doable. But make, literally make the video because there, I have so many that I'm just like, this scene is hilarious. Yeah. yeah. And if I've been for years, I've said I want to just string together a bunch of yeah. bad porn acting scenes when they try to act. Right. But well, we got time. I just don't. I don't have an editing atmosphere. bay. You yeah. know. I know. But um, it's the kind of thing the couch potatoes could help participate yeah, in. Yeah, sure. They could start yeah. sending video clips for and sure. We can... Or just say, hey, look, at the, check out this movie. It's got amazing dialogue. Um, It'd be better if they just clipped it and sent it. <laughs> 
That's one less thing for or, us you know, to can do. Can you describe it? Can They're getting this podcast it? for free. Yeah, that's It's true. not that much to ask him to do a little but fucking the point is, iMovie. That's my concept. I've got a time, like six months. Mm-hmm. I need to find a venue. That's my thing. Because I used to have like Pedro's Grill and the Knickerbocker, yeah. all these fun places. So um, anyway, I'm into it. So be thinking idea. about it. Um, you mentioned theater. I saw a terrific show here in L.A. called Clybourne Park. Mm. It's a Pulitzer Prize winning play, and it's going to be moving to New York, and it's just terrific. Really good. That's all. I don't need to describe it. Okay, cool. But um, it's awesome. And we did the mismatch game last weekend. It was very fun. It was our biggest one in a while. It was uh, really magical. And uh, we've crossed the $92,000 mark. So in two mismatched game weekends from now, we'll cross 100000 Yeah. And um, it was so a big So probably round. at the end of the year, yeah. there'll probably be like a holiday yeah. mismatch game that will then yeah. cross the $100,000. It'll either be in this year, hopefully in this year. Yeah. It should be. Um, but it's funny because two of our, our um, co-workers came, our boss, Lisa, the executive producer, and Abby, one of the other producers. And so I'm sitting there looking at the questions as I'm going through. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know what their politics are. I know they're good, they're good sports and they roll with everything. But right. I'm trying to <laughs> – so there's a part of me that's like a little nervous. Like, oh, my God, what are they going to think? Like we're not filthy enough on Fashion Police. But they loved it and they yeah. were really complimentary. We um, – last so. night after the taping – um, oh yes, how'd that go? We we our guest on this week's show was Zana Roberts Rossi, who I just am, have such a gay crush on. Yeah, she's really cute. And I saw her last week in she's New York. She's the fashion she, editor at Marie Claire, Marie Claire magazine, yeah. and she's just a petite little British pixie. And yeah. I met her husband last night, and he owns Milk Studios, really, in New York and here in L.A. And I bet he's hot. Is yeah, he he's like a swarthy, like Iranian, yeah. maybe, or like Middle East. Like, I'm in. Yeah, he's that. a big, hot guy, and yeah. she's a tiny little Brit that he could just hold. He yeah. can literally hold her ass in like one hand yeah. like, and just pick her up. And he insisted on paying in the check, and it was her birthday yesterday. Oh, I didn't so know. So it was like, and Jeannie Mai from the Style Network was there, the little cute little Asian girl that hosts How Do I Look? Right. And she's on Extra. So I we're talking, and we're like having cocktails and drinking champagne, and we're at the Soho House, which I didn't know was like this membership only. Yeah, I did an interview fancy. there once with Lily Collins. And yeah. You walk in, and you're like, membership is such bullshit or whatever. And then you get in there, and you're like, this is fucking cool. Yeah. I love this place. There's like yeah. a pool table and like. Unbelievable. It's just cool. And a view on three sides. Yes. Like the most amazing view you've ever seen of the city. Yeah, and, I get it. Um, But they have a no picture policy. Yes, they and do. And it's her birthday. So we're like taking pictures and they're coming over and they're like, we're, we'll seriously kick you out. Yeah. Like, and Jeannie Mai is like, look, I'm Asian. I can't stop myself. You know I love that. Yeah, you, right in my right fucking in, wheelhouse. <laughs> so, um, yeah, because I wanted to get a picture with this actress that I interviewed. Yeah. Um, and she's like, I don't. Think I will tell that. you that that Taylor, the Real Housewife of Beverly Hills, with the crazy big wide mouth. Yeah, I don't know. Don't, I, I don't think know her name is Taylor them. Armstrong. That sounds right. Um, was there and she was fucked up. That's good. She was a sloppy, sloppy weave head. Good. That's um, what you want. Yeah. When you go out to a place like that, were there and, any other stars there? And well, I don't know because. Well, I will tell you that Missy Pyle was leaving as I walked in. Oh, that's cool. And she's going to be on our Oscar special, and she's going to be our a guest. So promo, I wanted yeah. – I think she's also – oh, no, not the Oscar special. Yeah, you're right. Um, so anyway, she was tons of fun or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, she was very nice. Um, but here's what I wanted to say about our executive producer, Lisa, who yeah. is super, super cool. She cracks me um, up. She was introducing me to Zana Robert Rossi's husband – 
Uh, and she's like, and this is Tony, and he's our head writer. And Tony, I just tell people that Tony really is the heart and soul of Fashion Police. And then she looked back at me, and I go, oh, that's so nice. And she goes, I don't know if heart is really <laughs> the best word. And I go, I'm the asshole of Fashion Police, aren't I? And she goes, he's the cheekbones and the asshole of Fashion Police. I think that's right. Has she had been drinking yet, or was she? She just maybe had one little half a glass yeah. of champagne, but it was it was so hilarious because yeah. even I was like, "Really? Okay, that's really nice of you." And she was like, "I don't think hard is the best." She says the funniest yeah. things. She's hilarious. She says, right, a week ago at this time, she and I went to a yoga class because I, for my Secret Santa thing for Fashion Police, I had a group onto this yoga place, and she ended up with it. So I have one as well. It's this Golden Bridge. It's the one on Highland. Mm-hmm. And so we go there, and we're going to use our Groupons and get in there. But it's very – it's not like yoga for a workout. It's very shanti, shanti, eat, pray, Uh-oh. love. So she's running late. I'm sitting in there. When she walks in, we're chanting something, and I'm thinking, Lisa's probably – She's going to spin on her heels and get the F out. Right. So I didn't even see her until the end of the class because she sat down behind me. And at the end, they bang this big, loud gong, and it fills up this whole – Yeah, it does. Um warehouse type room and it just echoes and it fills you up it's like really kind of cool it's kind of my favorite part but then there's like you're supposed to say a prayer for yourself and then send one to somebody else and all that there's all this stuff and i'm like i don't know if she's going to be on board with this or yeah but she was like i loved it and she's you know she's under a lot of stress with the show and she's like i i really lost myself and so we had a shot we had an eat pray love moment but everyone there is like wrapped up in this and that and it's stinky no, because you don't get a sweat going. Yoga you don't sweat enough. Smell. They don't. Not in that one. I all mean, right, it's good. too. You know, I like my other yoga place, which uh, all the boys are going to now on Saturday mornings. It's our thing. Gabriel, John, Guy. We had five boys in a row in yoga shelter on um, mm-hmm. Saturday morning. It was like gay bingo. But um, one of the teachers that we go to is named Eric, and he's like this super yoga dude. And he's kind of got long hair and tattoos and a really hot yoga body. And he owns it with his wife. And he's really cool. And he's very – he always says, like, um, kind of zen empowering things. Yeah. And he likes a little profanity, and it's cool. And then there's always one moment in every class where something – he sort of cracks, and it's a little passive-aggressive. Like, everything's good. Everything's oh, good. I'm it's all how you think. And then, and, then, and then if you want to take this weekend workshop, that's great. And if you don't, well, then that's your deal. Like, there's a sort of, like, thing, like, yeah. like uh, everything's everything's good. It's all good, except it would be a lot better if you took that weekend workshop. Like, there's some little slip of um, where it just drops a little, and I get I can't believe it. when people walk into yoga late and then look around like, okay, who's going to move? Yeah. Who's going to make room for me? Um, no, no one is. Well, Eric, one of his things is, you know – you just go with it. You know, like he oh. has a great way of spinning that. Because when you, if you're the person that's on time and you're in there and people yeah. come in, it's really annoying and you get all, bleh, bleh. and he's like, he, had, well, I don't know, remember how he said it, but he was like, he dispelled all of that in a way that made sense when you're in the moment. Yeah. And made it all okay. But then later he'd be like, <laughs> some little slip of whatever. And then at the end... Because it's but, always the same person that yeah. comes in late. It's not like, oh, my universe was just really weird today. It's, yeah. no, no, I just don't care. No, it's always somebody... It's always like um, a thin woman in yeah. her 40s who's got a lot of money and 
comes in with a lot of stuff. Maybe there's yes, a coffee exactly. and there's a lot of stuff going on. On the and... phone. <laughs> still talking. Well, I'm waiting for someone to move so I can start this class. And like, they're, oh, yeah, they're at any spin class, any kind of group fitness. Yes, that lady. Do you have it at your kickboxing? Oh, yeah. sure. She's in Spanish, but yes. <laughs> so, um, and then at the end, Eric busts out the guitar and just starts playing. And oh, Christ. Like, yeah, I'm all about it. Manny. I know. My other fitness thing that I'm obsessed with, Do you have you ever done my Fitness Pal app? Where you enter your calories and your workout. The one that I do, I love it. Um, I don't. I think it's called My Fitness Pal. Yeah, but I just started. Doing yeah, it. My Fitness Pal. I've been doing I it probably it. for over a year. Everything I've eaten. I all. love yeah. it. It's really cool. Yeah, I'm into it. It's good. It's amazing how um, it makes it more information like a game. it tells you and how much your body's not changing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it's like, well, according to this, it is. Yeah, but no, I don't I know. know why I still can't zip these pants up. Yeah, I'm having the same. So situation. I did my stand up. Um, for two weekends here mm-hmm. in LA and you came to one show yes. uh, which was a really fun audience you were at a really really fun Jackie Clark and I came rowdy audience yeah um, and you know some were smaller and some were it was really really fun and I was after Leslie Jordan and I was on his set and that was really sweet and fun and all that it was great um, but there was one this guy I know from the gym who is a black guy um, and who is not at all lazy let me just say yeah not for nothing. Hard. Yeah. Um, and um, he brought this friend of his, who I later found out is just someone he knows casually from the gym. Yeah. Because he works at the front desk at Gold's. So he kind of knows everybody. And so it was this guy and two of his friends who were women from San Diego, a mother and a daughter. And so it's four people. So it was a group of four okay. came to the show. And the the older gentleman and the two women got there first. Um, and I'm just saying the black person happened to be late. I'm not saying it's a black thing. Right. I'm just saying that it, he was in fact late. Right. Uh, my show had already started and I did mention, yeah. Oh, it's funny that the one person that comes in my show late is black, but Hey, I'm glad to have you Demigio. Yeah. And he laughed and it was all really good. And, um, he, um, so at one point I was asking, you know, where are my straight ladies in, in the audience? And these two women from San Diego were straight. It was a mother and daughter. And, um, the, you know, they were very, very nice. And then the guy that's with them, the older gay guy was like, yeah, but what you don't know is they're drag queens. And it was that thing where someone is trying to like be funny when they're in the audience member and right. they weren't asked a question. And it's like, they're not heckling you, but it's like, as the comic, you have to shut those people down because right. otherwise they'll be interjecting shit right. for the next hour. And so I always say the same thing. I always go, oh, my God, I love that you want to participate, but it's not an AA meeting. We don't all get a turn to talk. It's just yeah. me tonight. Uh, but thanks. I love your energy. And then I move right on. Right. And everyone always laughs at that. And it's really sort of sweet. And, you know, then the person right. has been shut down. Um, then, you know, I do my show and I end, you know, talking about fisting. Right. Okay. So and everyone's horrified and it's so outrageous. It's not. Serious, whatever. It's horrifying and it's a big, loud, oh my God, from the audience ending. And that's the end of my show. Hooray. So afterwards, the women are like, oh my God, we love you. We want you to be our new best gay. Will you please come to San Diego and have brunch with us sometime? And I was right. like, absolutely. It's never going to happen. Absolutely. <laughs> and Demisha was like, oh my God, I'm so glad I finally saw you. Da, da, da. And then the old guy's like, where's the old guy? He was outside on, in front of Celebration Theater like pacing. He was so furious. And everyone that walked by, he was like, didn't you hate that? 
to all of the audience. So John Michael, that is the artistic director, right. was like, is everything okay, sir? And he was like, I've never been more offended in my life. And that show was disgusting. And I can't believe he was talking about fisting in front of these women. And da -da 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 -da. And John Michael was like, oh, I'm really sorry you didn't like it, sir. And, you know, and he, you know, do you want your money back? Like, you know, they're all trying to placate the one person that's unhappy. And you know how I feel. If you didn't upset somebody, then you didn't do your job. You know what I mean? Like you should, there should be one person in an audience that is like, oh, that was too far. Because otherwise, whatever. So I'm okay with it. But I also don't want people to just be upset or have their feelings hurt. Yeah. So, but everyone was fine. So I'm texting my friend Demasio. I'm like, what was up with him? And he's like, I don't know because we all had such a great time. And he's not saying what he was so upset about. He's just really mad and whatever. So he then tells Demasio days later, I want you to give Tony my, my email address and I want him to email me a written an apology. So Demetrius was like, okay, I know you're not going to do this, and I don't think you should, but he said he wants you to apologize. And I was like, I'll absolutely send him an email. I don't want people to be like, yeah. you know, out there fuming. And so he goes, okay, I'll give it to you, whatever. And he forgets, he forgets, he forgets. Well, then this past week, so that's two weeks ago. This past Sunday, four days ago, John Michael calls me from the Celebration Theater oh and God. says, he's here. He came to see the final Leslie Jordan performance. Right. And goes up to John Michael and is like, well, guess what? I still haven't heard from Tony. And John Michael's like, what are you talking about? You know? Yeah. And he's ranting and raving in the lobby. And this is on the way in. And it's an oversold right. final performance. And there are four kids, I guess, in the group that's next to him in line. And so John Michael's just trying to keep him moving on. He's like, you don't, you're, you're not even listening to me, to John Michael. I mean – you know, I had to drive back to San Diego with my girlfriends explaining what fisting was. Do you really think that I go to the theater expecting to hear about fisting, expecting to hear about a man sticking his arm up another man's ass? And he goes, that's not appropriate conversation. And John goes, well, I understand. I, I mean, I think it might be appropriate yeah. in a comedy show, but it's definitely that's called dirty, sexy, funny. Yeah, it's but it's called... definitely not appropriate in the lobby of my theater when there are four children standing next to you. <gasps> So John Michael down. called him out beautifully. That's yeah. Awesome. With a smile on his face. And so then he went and sat down and then he was, I guess, trying to rile up people next to him in the audience before the show started. So David Galligan, the director of the show had to come out and say to him, look, if you don't sit here quietly for the remainder of this show, we'll kick you out and I'll fucking kick your ass. Like David Galligan's not fucking messing around. This is wow. Leslie's final performance. So then, you know, I think the guy ultimately bought tickets to Color Purple and made a donation to the theater. And yeah. so he has no axe to grind now with Celebration Theater. That's good. Well, I'm at the gym today at Gold's Gym, and I am waiting for my trainer to come and get me. And someone comes up to me behind me in the lobby and goes, I still haven't heard from you. And I turn around and it's him. Oh, my God. I thought he lived in San Diego. No, he drove his friends. The friends were from San Diego. I see. He works out at Gold's. This man is in dress pants, dress shoes, a purple wool sweater, turtleneck, and a purple and black scarf and sunglasses. And it's seriously 80 degrees today. And he's like, doesn't take his glasses off. And he's like, you, I never heard from you. And I said, oh, I actually just got your email address uh, Sunday from John Michael. And he goes, I think I maybe got most of that out before he started tearing into me. Yeah. And he's yelling at me in the lobby of Gold's Gym. Yeah. You are just the rudest little person. And I'm not sure was so upsetting. And I can't believe that you would talk about fisting and da da da. So now, and if this is Gold's Gym, everyone there has fisted. Like, do you know what yeah. I mean? The word fisting goes echoing. It's one of echoing. our classes. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah, with Tarek. Right after and, Zumba. Um, and so, 
Now there's like this little crowd and some of the other trainers are behind the counter and their jaws are just dropped because everybody at the gym knows that this is a crazy old asshole yeah. that yells about things all the time, apparently. Yeah. And so How old are we talking? He's late 60s, early 70s. Okay. And so he, I just sit there and take it and I go, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry, sir. And I, of course I will, I will write that to you. I will definitely write you this apology. And he's like, you know, and you don't know how my friends really felt. All you know is what they said to your face. And I said, exactly. They told me they loved it. And he goes, yeah, exactly. And I go, right. And he goes, "Uh uh-huh. And I go, yes. And he goes, exactly. (laughs) and so we were arguing but agreeing with one another it was very very weird and so when is it going to be over when is the nightmare going to be over yeah never i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna email him an apology i think he has a fisting thing i think something something in his past well he then said today he then said today he goes and the fact that you would make a joke about alcoholics anonymous is just despicable and I said, okay, well, you know, it's not a joke about AA at all. And he was like, of course it is. And so clearly he's in a 12 yeah. step program and felt like I called him out as an what alcoholic. If maybe he's in Fisting's Anonymous. When, of course, I wasn't saying he was a member. I'm just saying at an AA meeting, everyone People gets to talk, talk and yeah. this is not that. Yeah. So, you know, but it's so. If that was offending to him, then he's yeah. really lost. So. Him. Someone, one of the girls, one of the assistant managers just leaned forward and goes, you know what? You need to just leave to him. And they kicked him out. Right on. Rock, roll, and remember. So all the trainers were just abuzz then about, you know, oh, that poor nice Tony was getting yelled at because they haven't seen my show. They don't know how how much I deserved it. Yeah. They don't know what you got coming. Yeah. So they're all immediately. What's that dude's name? Well, we shouldn't. Yeah. I'm not going to say his um, name unless he responds to my email, which I promise I will read on the podcast. For sure. For sure. Oh my gosh, that's so gone that on for Monday. ages. Yeah. Um, what about Whitney dying? Do we have any thoughts about it? I just thought it was curious that there was so much Whitney in the air around that time. Like we had her on Fashion Police that week, and then yeah. the Glee singer the next week saying, "I will always love you," and that yeah. was already in the can. Like, and the, it happened during Clive Davis's part. And like, talk about a just, song I never want to hear again. What I will always love oh you. Oh my god, I've heard it so many times now in the past two weeks. That yeah, it's just like, yeah. But Dolly, how much do you think Dolly made from Gazillions. just in the past yeah. two weeks? I know. I know. That's a lot of wig money. That is. Good for her. Yeah. Look, I just feel like, it, you know, did you see that uh, the, they have pictures of her in the casket? In no. The wow. The Inquirer has pictures of Whitney laying there in the casket. And she does look beautiful, I have She to looks say. pretty good. Um, but, you know, I kind of feel like... I think it's strange. Like we had a picture of Kate Moss in fashion police this week. Yes. And the legal department, it was very, very sensitive to jokes about Kate Moss because the, um, and I'm not talking at a school here, but it's just true that the first amendment rights that you have in the U S are not the same. If the show broadcasts in the United kingdom and you're talking about a Brit, Right. So Joan is more protected by the First Amendment here, but since our show also plays in the UK, for Joan to do a joke about a British person, that the rules are different. Yes, that Brit could then sue E in a British court, and the First Amendment wouldn't be enough to. It's they have different law, you know. Right. So it's it's a very different and kettle of fish. The 
thing, you know, you, what you can never, ever imply about someone is an STD, drug use, or homosexuality. Those are the three things that anytime we try to joke about, and those are the good things to joke about, but you know, legally, those are the issues that legal yeah. is always like, we need to change this word and that, you know, right. which is their job. Right. But, um, so ultimately we just took the Kate Moss stuff out yeah. of the show entirely because of that. But I, I think that's sort of fascinating. And Joan and I were talking in the dressing room and it's like, you know, until we are allowed to talk openly about people with addiction issues in a way that may not be flattering, but like, it's already drug use and alcohol use is already glamorized to such degree in the media Yeah, that there needs to be that other sign. Yes. And you know, families get destroyed. Bobby Christina is 18 years old and she's has, only 18. Yeah. I couldn't, I thought she, and was she older. lost her why. mother and her father is maybe still struggling with his it's addiction or maybe not, but either way he's Bobby Brown. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like, you know, so talking about, yeah, Whitney died. She died because of drugs. She died yeah. because she was a drug addict for a really long time. And it, and it gets you in the end. It always does. Yeah. And, you know, but if you say that, you're a jerk. And it's like, well, I think that's a, com you know, and jo Joan was like, oh, when Melissa was growing up, every time when Elvis died and every person that died, I was like, yes, Melissa, because of drugs. That's what drugs do. And she's like, I made her look at autopsy photos and I wow. made her look at every gruesome picture and this is what it looks like <clears throat> when you have throat cancer and you have a hole in your trachea yeah. like she was like I scared the shit out of her wow because I just you know I knew that she was going to be raised in Hollywood and around rich people that think the rules don't apply to them and right they think they're invincible they're going to be able to control it and yeah. you can't what's your favorite Whitney song I just want to give a shout out to Love Will Save the Day I like it oh that's a great song yeah, um, just kind of an under-heralded ditty. There's, God, there's so many. I mean, I love um, All the Man That I Need. Interesting choice. Is just a great song. And, yeah. um, oh, God, what's the name of the song? I have the melody in my head. Anyway, yeah, there's a bunch of them that I like. Yeah. She's, a, you know, she's all that bodyguard stuff. Yeah. Is amazing. I Have Nothing. I Have Nothing is phenomenal. Yeah. I'm every woman, you yeah. know. Now, you haven't watched Smash yet. Not seen an episode. Yeah, I'm in. This last third episode, there were a couple of corny parts. Like, just there was a couple? Just, yeah, just a couple. Okay. Like, where you went, mm, where uh, there was a, an actor that they were going to bring into the show who was playing in that big Bruno Mars musical downtown. Where, oh, you mean the one that's the toast of, of New York City? <laughs> the toast of New York. And then you go there, and it's like Bruno Mars meets Rent. The guy's singing Grenade. It's a little cheese fest. And then they kept saying, well, he's, he's in that Bruno Mars show. Like, why don't... Why do we That's, pretend that there's that kind of a show that yeah. exists in the world? He's doing a pop review, maybe something like that. But they kept talking about the Bruno Mars show, and it was like, yeah, maybe well, I love that someone who's been on the scene for a year and a half and would already have a show on Broadway. Yeah, a weird, a weird show. Um, but it sounded but like Universal the, was paying them to say Bruno Mars. I don't know. Yeah. It was weird. It was a little product placementy. Um, but I love it. And then. The last, you know, in the end of this last show episode, they did another song from the the musical, and it was right. like catchy and lovely, and oh, Mark good. Shaman, and and I was like, I love that song, so I like it. I'm well, in. I mean, I think that we will get that musical on stage as a That's real musical. That's the idea, right? That they're going, but not to with do that. them. I mean, I think it will really open on Broadway. Yeah, 
I think that we will get to see parts of this show. That's the plan. Yeah. That they do, they do a Broadway musical. Let me check my list. How about you? Do you have any... What did you do for Valentine's? Were you in New York City? Uh, yeah, I was in New York City, and um, I, had went, you I saw Carrie yeah. Carrie the musical that night. Had you met your guy yet? No. Uh, no. The, the Manny? Yes, no. I, I went to not. see Before Sunrise with Brett and Danny at the New Beverly, and it was a delight. It's a good movie. It's, it's so romantic. And then we watched... Whatever happened to her? Julie Delpy, I think she still does a lot in France. And I think she also does writing and directing. And, like, she's very multi-talented. Mm-hmm. And then we watched Before Sunset on DVD on Friday night. And, boy, Ethan Hawke looked like – he looked like Kristen, Christian Bale in The Machinist when he yeah. lost all that weight. I don't know what was going on. But she kind of looked the same, and he did not look the same. But it was a fun little odyssey. I'm going to watch um, Downton Abbey tonight. Oh yeah, I yeah, have it over there. I see it sitting there. So I that's borrowed what I'm it from do. Don and John, John and Doug. And I need nice to. I need to get on that. Um, yeah, I do. Oh, there was. I had another story. Oh, I have my story about what I'm doing tomorrow. Oh yeah, so I didn't know if you could Whitney, talk about it. I wrote it as yeah, a after Whitney died. Yeah. Um, I you know called our exec producer and was like, oh, what are we gonna do about the show? And she was like, we have to pull it. And then my phone. And so there were a m- bunch of phone calls. And then there was a phone call that came in, and it was a number that I didn't have saved in my phone, but I thought, I assumed, I guess, it was somebody for me. And I'm like, yeah. And uh, uh, the voice goes, is this Tony? And I said, yes. And the voice goes, "Um, I know this is going to sound strange. This is Barry Manilow. And I was like, yes, that does sound very strange. Yeah. Hello, Mr. Manilow. And he goes, do you have a minute to talk? And I said, I do, Mr. Manilow. And uh, I wanted to be like, do you know Whitney's dead? Yeah. But it just didn't, I was so shocked. Yeah. And so um, he says, look, I'm a huge Joan Rivers fan. I've loved her for years. I think she's the greatest thing in the world. Love the reality show. And every time you come on the reality show, I just say out loud, I love this guy. He's hilarious. I need to find this guy to write material for me for my next show. And a friend of mine that I happen to be watching the show with goes, I know, Tony. Here's his number. Boom, bam, And so I'm calling you. To see if you'll write some material for me. I leave March 1st on this new tour. Is it a tour or Vegas? No, he's done with Vegas. Oh, awesome. So it's like a world tour. Nice. He just had both hips replaced. Holy shit. Um, in December. And so. You know what? Doing the Copacabana, it fucking takes it out Grind it to the bone. <laughs> and um, He lost his hips. <laughs> and so I, tomorrow I'm going to Palm Springs to spend the day at Barry Manilow's compound and i hear he has a beautiful home i'm so excited yeah, it's such amazing. a random wonderful thing yeah. because of the reality show and i'm thrilled yeah. and so i googled yesterday uh, you know barry manilow hip surgery and like you know yeah, he had the surgery he back had the in surgery. december yeah. he did it like the day after he closed in vegas wow and he had been in vegas for like nine years yeah and so I, now he says he's done with vegas i mean i'm sure he'll go back at some point yeah. but um but I also then Googled Barry Manilow gay. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't recall He's him out. ever He's being not a, out. He's not an openly gay person. But I won I just I kind of thought, doesn't the world sort of consider like think of him as a gay person? And then I thought, am I just thinking that? Like yeah. I'm not basing it on any any knowledge of any like what so it's I really encourage you to Google Barry Manilow gay. Yeah. Because I'm not saying Barry, I've never met the man. I don't know. I'm not saying he's gay. I'm just saying it's one of those things that you maybe assume about someone, right? Right. But every person that had on like Yahoo questions or whatever, right? Hey, is Barry Manilow gay? 
gets the shit kicked out of him by I guess the by the Fanalos. The Fanalos. And it's like, no with fifty exclamation parts. Yeah. And it's like uh he lived with a woman in the seventies. Yeah, he wrote a song for Linda. Her name was Linda and he wrote a song for her. And that yeah. just made me laugh because that was so like yeah. um he's very clean and lives with his mother. No yeah. he's not. Like yeah. his favorite show was the Golden Girls. Of course he's not gay. Like yeah. everything that they were saying to prove his heterosexuality yeah. just seemed like it would fall more in the gay column. Right. So I just encourage everyone to Google Very those Manilow three guy. words. Um, um, when I was, I was so all about the Manilow growing up. He was who I wanted to sing he's like. Incredibly and talented. I did all those songs in swing choir and even through college. He's 68, which I didn't realize he was that old. I thought he was younger than that. That doesn't surprise me. Um, but uh, it's very exciting. So um, I imagine he has a great sense of humor. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I mean, so I've I never think met it's him. just going to be yeah. just a barrel of laughs. Um, and while you're there, I'm going to Tucson because my short film uh, reunion is showing at the Tucson Gay Film Festival. It really is movies and more. Okay, it is now you and were more. right. I made fun it's of it at totally the beginning. Movies and more. So um, we're going to do that, but then I have to get on a plane right the next morning and come back to do a fashion police thing. So Yeah. But I'll get to see my friend and be in Tucson, and that'll be fun. That's awesome. Um, I have a, one final story about my testicle, and I think it um, is illuminating. Um, I can't believe that we're waiting till this far. Well, it's not even that good of a story. 52 minutes in before we get to so, your testicle. Okay. Um, part of my... Uh, like my theme with my career coach and stuff like that was to be, to uh, express more passion, to speak up when I think that not just be, not be so complacent and let things, you know, say if I believe in something, say it, yeah, you know, whatever. So, um, I'm getting my le- regular Thai massage from my Thai lady who I love, and mm-hmm. she walks all over you and all of that stuff. Yeah, and then she does a new one where she's laying. I'm laying on my back, and she puts her foot right up by my crotch on my upper thigh. And she's about to put her weight down, and she's kind of a little on my testicle. Okay. And I kind of, this is what I think, and it's so true of me. I'm like, oh, this won't be that bad. This will be okay. I won't. This person's going to step on my ball. Yeah, but it's fine. <laughs> like, I can go with it. And then I finally thought, Dennis, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> I'm just, and then I so it took me like 10 seconds to be like, uh, wait a second. And then I just adjusted and she went back and it was fine. But I literally almost let her step on my balls because I was so acquiescent. I'm so like, oh, that's fine. I love fine. that you're noticing this. Yes, but it was such a fucking moment. I told my career coach that the other night. She's like, can I use that in my, I'm like, please. It's so like such a moment yeah, of here, like. I'm going to give you a picture of my balls. <laughs> So that you, for when you're doing yeah. this in class. I'm using it on Grinder, so it's one of my five. <laughs> but um, anyways, I send the cock and the ball separate because people yeah, yeah. really don't, they want it, they don't want My screen name is L-O-H-N-G-R-Z. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I almost let her step on my balls, but I spoke up and my, and it didn't happen. But I literally was like, yeah, this isn't. This this will probably be okay. It's probably I, I can. That's astonishing. It. It's true. It though. really troubles it's me. It's absolutely true. But I spoke up and said no. So there you, you go. You said get off my yes. nut. And I had an, a moment of assertion the other night that I was very proud of. The first mismatch. A moment show. of what? Assertion. Oh, I thought Not you said ins- insertion, oh, no. and I was like, no. I, now I'm just mad Believe at you. Believe me, no, I didn't. Why? That I buried the lead? Yes. I that if you're, like that if you're inserting, on. I want to know about it. I'm hot to trot right now, but I don't have any like n- 
anything going on. Like I, but I have like a. So you want some sex? Or I want to make out. Like I want to have some intrigue. Yeah, for sure. But making out and having sex is different. Um. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Are you ready to go all the way, Dennis? I'm. I'm ready. You're gonna give up your flower? Sure. I love that. I mean, it's not that I don't. It's the, anyway. Whatever. It's not <laughs> that I'm prudish. It just doesn't. I wish I loved it more than I than I wish I liked it like most people like it. Yeah. But anyways, we're working on that. Um. Oh, so, we're we. Yes, I have a team. <laughs> Back at the lab. Yeah, I have a team, oh, and I have a dude. That's right. So, um, oh, so mismatch game. One of the final answers for the Saturday show. Somebody wanted to do a Whitney joke, and it was funny. But I also felt like it wasn't right. I just felt like it's the last answer of the show. You know, for the final answers, um, and I just thought. If people aren't feeling it, it'll just be the end of the show. And it'll be a bummer. And I'm like, you know what? Would you mind changing this? And I, because normally I'd roll over and be like, you know, whatever you want. And I was like, no, I, you know, and I was nice about it. And they were cool about it. Everything was cool. And um, I'm so glad I did because I talked yeah. to some, because there were a couple of moments that hinted at Whitney in the show and they didn't play. People weren't ready. People weren't having it. Yeah, that's interesting. And I'm just glad that I went with my instincts and spoke up. So don't let I people made, step on your balls. Is my I point. made kind of a Whitney reference, but it was very, yeah, it but, was just about being sick of that song. Yeah, I really yeah, love yeah, you. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And that went fine. But yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't it was, a groaner, no. but people weren't also ready to go wow with anything with yeah. that. So. Uh, anyways, so, um, let's wrap it up. Yeah. I want to read one, uh, fan letter. Okay. This is entitled fan in Philly. Yeah. And this is from, uh, Renee and it says, hello, Dennis and Tony. I just, Renee. I discovered your podcast a couple of weeks ago when Nadia Ginsburg Facebooked about her appearance on your show. Love it. And just in time, um, you know what? This did not print it's cutting off half of it she also says like i love nadia so much she's amazing um and just in time while i was laying in bed shoving pizza in my face because some asshole i'd been in a relationship with fucked me over in a way that would make you clasp your pearls and vomit in your mouth a little um i loved you guys so much that i've started listening to the show from the very beginning wow mostly at work which is terribly inappropriate uh, but I don't give a shit. I love it. Your show gives me hope. And uh, really? it makes me feel optimistic that there are many guys out there who may also be douche boats. Um, Total douche boats. But it also makes me feel better about my desire to take antidepressants and which we covered carry on i think the last word is cut off um you guys are funny smart and honest which is rare wow um i am only on the she's literally only like three months in right so i have a lot to catch up on but i'm really enjoying the journey. she hasn't gotten to the zoloft era no <laughs> um our blue period yeah but so she just wanted to say hello and let us know we have a huge fan in right. philly and I love that. Welcome to the fold, Renee. And I yes. would like to ask Renee a favor. When you finish all of it, just send an email with your take on what – because I wonder what that's like you know, from the beginning. To the, yeah, what yeah. Your, if it was like a characters in a novel. Yeah, like what – what is, it, what's the, your takeaway? It should have ended earlier. Yeah. <laughs> also, there's three months that are missing. <laughs> so you're going to get to June yeah. of this year, and then suddenly it's just going to skip right to January. Yeah. And that's just the way it is. Yeah. So, so uh, sorry. That was because of my big fat mouth. Right. What, um, well, we'll deal with that later. <laughs> oh, well, we're going to deal with my mouth later. No, I have a question about that. I think it's a little that. late in the game. <laughs> I have a question. I know, right? 
Oh, we got to get a plug in for our friend Debbie Praver is doing a show yes, on this Saturday, Saturday night at at the Renberg Theater where we do mismatch. I am planning to go um, at eight o'clock. She's super hilarious. Tony's performed with her. Um, but here's something funny. Um, she's turned her mom Bev onto our podcast. Oh, and Bev lives in Cambria. And I was there was one podcast a few weeks yeah. ago where I was talking about going to the Cambria gym, and she was listening to that podcast while she was in the Cambria gym. All Hi. right. I know. Did she send? Do you some, believe some in magic now, Tony? No. I, I'm I'm convinced that those good cookies up there. I will believe it when she sends cookies, us some of those cookies. Uh, and not called? the chocolate flavored. No, the original. Yeah. The salt butter. They're called something butter. I think salted butter cookie. No, I have the card in my wallet. But I'm. You keep the card in your wallet. Well, I met the people <laughs> because they're you know so whatever. Um, but I'm convinced that that's why I can't fit into my pants. Those fucking cookies. Oh, those cookies so anyway, were really, really good. All right. Deb Praver show this weekend. Get some Vanity Mark. Um, yeah, it's Dr. at VanityMark.com. You can also get the Dennis Hensley five pack at FilmBaby.com. That's right. It's an exclusive. All my five short films. Uh, and, follow uh, us on Facebook, Dennis Hensley or Tony Tripoli, Tony right. Tripoli Comedy. Uh, you can also check out DennisHensley.com or TonyTripoli.com. And we really want you to write us. At thecomedycouch at gmail.com. With the the in the front. And uh, Tony's going to be performing with Penelope Lombard at the Village Variety Pack that yes. I host on March 5th. That's a uh, Monday night. So you have no excuse not to be yeah. there. It's going to be hilarious it's and be fun, fun times. Yeah. Awesome. The dude that's Ju- that does Judy Garland now at the French Market is going to be performing. Oh, cool. And... Um, the the senior corral, which is always a kick. So there's that. All right. I can't wait. Yeah. As always, we love you for listening. We will yes. talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye. And black off. <laughs> <laughs>